Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Golden Gold Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 4th, episode 38. What a night. What an evening it is. How are you doing, Lee? <laughs> it's good. Getting over the hump this week. Uh, a little bit slower of a weekend this weekend with uh, terms of the Premier League coronavirus outbreak around the verge of the zombie apocalypse we might as well be games being canceled playing played behind closed doors it's a wild time in the world of football can i say i know wild times bro um we can touch upon this also but uh the whole entire i don't know if you saw this the, the Bayern munich hoffenheim fiasco like the last 10 minutes yeah it was a weird it's been a weird week i don't know for yeah yeah it's been a, it's a Liver, w- liverpool fucking lost the Wofford 3-0 i mean yep. it was like Nuts. And the Spurs downward spiral continues. Uh, I guess we can probably start with that. Uh, but we are going to talk a little bit of Premier League. Um, we're MLS started this weekend, so we're going to talk about that. Um, then a quick review of FA Cup as well. And our typical extra touches at the end. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, sir. Starting with Spurs. I'll lead with this. I was, I was thinking about putting it on Twitter, but uh, I felt like I'll wait until their Champions League tie is done. Um, but you got to think, Spurs... Champions League finalists last year, fourth place in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find how they did in the domestic cup. They obviously, they didn't win them. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I know they didn't make the finals either. Uh, so I don't know what round they made it to in the domestic cups. But now that's last year. And you got to think last year they didn't make any offseason acquisitions. None. Same exact team from the year before. Yep. Um, and then this year they go out, they spend a little bit of money. They bring in uh, Endombele, who's been basically a bust. Uh, not really playing much. Um, they go bring in Bergwine in January. Mm-hmm. They changed their coach. They got the former special one in Jose at the wheel. And they are now on the verge of being eliminated from Champions League. They have two season-ending injuries to easily their two best players. And they've been knocked out of the both domestic cups, one of which was from Colchester United in League 2. Oh shit! Yeah, and yeah. the other from uh, a team who's basically going down in the Premier League in Norwich City. Yeah, and they're still only and they're f- seventh place, <laughs> and they're still and they're still only five points away from fourth. So, <laughs> what a fucking what a fucking roller coaster, um, Spurs, dude. Yeah, you're right. They're they've been stinky. They have been stinky. Now, I don't even know what's worse, dude. Should have they just stuck with Pochettino or? <laughs> <laughs> or what? I don't even know what the right choice was at this point anymore, dude. I don't know. I mean, they were doing bad under Poch, but I mean, it doesn't really look that much better right they now. They have no identity. I feel they 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 blew two leads on the weekends. Uh, weekend against the Wolves, they lost three two. Yeah, and usually Jose, uh, Jose is known for his uh, good defensive setup with his teams. Um, but one thing to note, though, be, um, before we get into this game, real quick, um, I don't really think. Jose's found his center back pairings that he's like, um, you know, th- to like, uh, to have some sort of like consistency. Cause I think Dyer played right center back in this game against Wolves. Against he Wolves. played center back, yeah, um, with uh, <laughs> Sanchez and Tanganga. There you, yeah, there you fucking go, dude. Yeah, with so. Ori and Ben Davies on the wing back positions. Yeah, uh, they're a sinking ship, man. They just there's no consistency, bro. Uh, I mean. To have to have a really good defense, you gotta have a good center back pairing, 
um, that's obviously that that are good players, but that you're playing them, that you know for sure every game you play, like those are the two people you're gonna pair them with. And I just feel like he's always switching his uh, his lineup around, making some excuses. Uh, oh yeah, like, we're seeing we're seeing seeing the excuse written. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Jose. Now it just brings back that nostalgia from Manchester United. It's really warming my freaking heart. And you know, it, some people can say, "Oh, you know, they haven't been able to bring in a center back since he's been at the club." Yeah, well, this is the same. They have the same defensive line as you did last year. That Pochi got them to the fucking Champions League and was probably one of the. I, I gotta look at their their stats again. But was probably one of the better defense had the better defensive records in the league last year, uh, and yeah. all those guys are back: Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Davinson Sanchez, Aurier is back. The only one who's not there anymore is Danny Rose, and it's because they got yeah. rid of him in the January transfer window. I think the I think a lot of these players are just burnt out from playing at Spurs. I, you know, it was it, it was evident when Poch was in there because they never. I mean, they never really cleared out like some Deadwood and some old players that have been there for a while. They never really did that. They have and a lot of Deadwood. They have a lot of Deadwood, and they just have a lot of players that have been there for so long. And they haven't really freshened the squad up up until this past summer, but it's it was a little little too late already, you know? Um, and you can tell that uh, some of these players are, are super burnt out. Like Alderwald, I mean, he looks like he's burnt out. Vertonghen looks like he's burnt out. Um, you know, it's... Uh, it's uh, I mean, this summer, I, and Spurs aren't even known for spe- uh, sp- spending a lot of money, and and uh, I honestly think that this Spurs team needs an overhaul. I I think they really they do. do. Um, and well, is uh, Levy gonna gonna spend the cash? And Mourinho's known for you know for spending a lot of money in the transfer market. So <laughs> are they gonna butt heads in the summer? And th- I'm not even gonna put this on on Jose, but Daniel Levy, like he should have known what he what he was getting himself into when he signed Mourinho. He's gonna have a guy who's gonna demand players every summer. If he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't like uh, what he has to choose from, he's gonna ask players out and he's gonna ask for money to bring in players. And Daniel Levy doesn't spend money, so I don't know if he's planning on spending cash now. Yeah, I'm or sure. Is he gonna do, is he gonna do the same thing he's been doing for the past? I don't know however long he's been there for. I'm, I'm sure he'll spend some money in the off season, but it ain't gonna be like enough to do an overhaul, which mm. they probably need. Um, and. With a, that combined with a lack of identity, and you got guys getting burnt out, like ugh, I, I don't see them, I don't see them stopping this slide anytime soon. And last couple years, they've been just dangling their nutsack on top of Arsenal, and Arsenal's now only is in touching distance, three points between them, despite how with a game in hand, it, yeah, with a game in hand, uh, despite how fucking shite Arsenal have been this year, yeah. Uh, Spurs have more goals allowed than Arsenal and a game more played. And this is a team who is, like I said, pretty defensively sound. They have 10 losses, 10 Spurs have. I mean, that's a lot. They've taken four L's in their last four games in a row against, uh, Leipzig, Chelsea, Wolves, and Norwich. If you count the P, I mean, they tied, but if you count the PKs, they lost. Yeah, So four, four L's, four L's in a row, bro. That's a really bad run of form. Mm-hmm. Or and else then you got, know. then you got unconvincing win against Aston Villa before that. Yeah, yeah. An unconvincing win, win in FA Cup against Southampton, and then they had the good win against City, and then ever since then, I mean, I don't know what's happened to this team, and I just don't, I just don't see the slide stopping now. And they get knocked out by Norwich today, and I was going to save this for extra touches, but it's. I think everyone has seen it already now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Dyer going into the crowd, 
um, supposedly dealing with a racist chant towards this Gedson Fernandez oh, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's I, I don't know if that's 100% confirmed that that's what it was about. Uh, but unrest with the fans, that's what it tells me, basically. Um, not the soundest relationships between the fans and the players. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is a game... Was this at Spurs, I believe, right? I believe it was. <laughs> it was at Spurs. So this is your home fans, if this is the case, a racial chant towards your own player who is new to the club, may I add, from the January transfer window. Yeah, dude, that's that's some, that's some flaky shit, dude. And I, they, I don't even think they should be. I mean, I understand the frustrations. I don't think it should really all be directed towards the players, though. I Honestly, I'm, if I'm going to be honest with you, I think a good amount of it should be directed at Daniel Levy for one yeah. letting letting this um this bare bones squad and um this um I mean yeah I mean letting these like all these players that have been here for a long time just keeping them and keeping them and not really freshening up the squad for the past uh, few years I mean the blame should be put on him right cuz when Poch came in his hands were tied Poch just worked with what he had and brought up the youth and he brought up Harry Kane right he brought up Harry yeah. Kane um, brought up the youth, brought up a lot of like uh, good, um, young, um, inexpensive players to the squad, but they never really like you know went in there and got rid of players and brought in new ones. They never really freshened up that squad, and I think a lot of the blame has to go to Daniel Levy. To be honest with you, if if I'm if I'm, if I'm Spurs fan, I'm I'm mad at Daniel Levy because one, it's Marino's fault for the way they're playing tactics wise. They just don't really have an identity, and I won't really get into it until he has a transfer window in a in a preseason, but it doesn't look good right now. Um two, I mean he didn't ask for the job. I mean he got he I'm sure he got approached and, you know, Daniel Levy's the one that hired him and, and you know. Yeah. And uh so I just uh, and the players, I mean, you know these players are good enough. You've seen them make runs in the Champions League. You know, they did really well in the in the league last year. You know, they're just burnt out. And honestly, like if if I'm really gonna pin it to someone it's probably daniel levy dude yeah you gotta think you know they i mean since they've brought in players this year we'll we'll even include kane and hungman son in the conversation as well since they are still part of the team you know they're out for the year on paper this team is better has more talent more depth than they had last year because the year prior they didn't bring anyone in even though they did get rid of erickson and they got rid of I don't remember if Trippier was this year or the year before. Yeah. Um, but even though I, I, they brought in Lo Celso, they have Bergwijn, who's a good good talent. Uh, we haven't seen anything out of this Gedson Fernandez guy, but you have all the constants from last year, and then you have brought people in, but you changed your coaching style completely one eighty. Mourinho is a completely different coach than Pochettino. Yeah. yeah. You would think you'd want to keep. The same uh, You'd want to keep uh, bring in a coach who would kind of keep the same playing style and tweak things accordingly as mm-hmm. he saw fit. But Mourinho has a completely different playing style. And once again, like you said, that's on Levy. He, he picked him, most likely. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, why? Could, and I didn't want to – I don't know if we even said this when the, the, the move was first made, but, you know, it kind of raised your eyebrows a little bit because – this guy is a completely different type of coach than Poch, who took you to a Champions League final with a not even a top five team in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I don't understand that move. And I think, 
I mean, I think he's just looking for short-term success because I know Mourinho, I mean, everywhere he goes, he finds a way to win trophies, whether that be like an FA Cup or, or something. I think he just really wants a trophy, but I don't know, man. You know, when you when you make decisions based off the short term, they don't really work out that well, I'll be honest with you. So Yeah, and to finish the Spurs tangent, I just I don't see them getting top five now. I it'll be between honestly it'll be between Sheffield, Wolves, United and Chelsea. I, I don't see Spurs really no being in that mix. No, neither do I, man. And I mean, real quick to talk about this game, I mean they I mean, like you said, they gave up the lead twice. So they scored first, then uh, Wolves scored to make it 1-1. Then they scored again to make it 2-1 Spurs. And then they, <laughs> then Wolves came back, tied it 2-2, and then they ended up winning it in the 73rd minute. At Wolves, home. At home. At home. So they gave it the, the lead twice at home. Uh, and you know what? Speaking of Aurier and Trippier, I, I, I don't even – I'm questioning now the decision to get rid of Trippier. Over to let him go to the Spanish league. This league over Aurier, who yeah. Aurier, dude. You know, the more I watch him play, and the more I see him like do what he does, I think he'd be a good midfielder. He's such a liability on defense, though. Yeah, he is. He's such a liability on defense. He actually puts in a lot of good service. No, he does. Yeah, and he had a really good goal. He had a good goal. Also, he's just defensively. He's. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. He's a. He's fucking ass cheeks on yeah. defense, and I'm really starting to question why they really got rid of Trippier. I didn't understand that. I'm not really understanding that now. More the more I see Warrior yeah. play defensively, I don't understand it. But you know, teach their own on that. But pff. I mean, if I'm the fans, though, you know, racial slurs at a player who's been here for like a month, month and a half, allegedly, allegedly, yeah. allegedly. Sorry, yeah, allegedly. I'm not gonna until everything's confirmed. Allegedly, if that's true, then that's that's bogus as hell, man. Like that, you know, he's been here for a month and a half. If you're gonna get mad at someone, it's someone. It's the person that's been running your club for the past few years. Yeah. That's who I would be mad at. Don't get mad at players who've been here for a month and a half. That's mm-hmm. that's I think that's bullshit. I agree. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and then uh the last since we're on Spurs, uh one last Spurs tidbit. Victor Wanyama to the Montreal Impact of all fucking oh, yeah. places. Made Wait. official a couple days ago. Is is that for next year though? Or or is that that's for, this, for, this season. Is for this this season? Yeah, he's do- he's already there. Twenty eight years old. Montreal Impact. Dude, Thierry Henry. Where's the fire? <laughs> If I'm, I'm tell, dude, I'm telling you, man. Like, since we're talking about this, if I'm like the fire or any club in the MLS, dude, I'm looking at fringe players in the fucking either in in the chan, either in the actually yeah in the EP in the EPL. I'm looking for fringe fringe players. Like, yeah, why not? Like Wayama, he was such a fringe player, but yeah. he was like he'd fucking kill it in the MLS yeah. probably holding mid, holding. <laughs> forget about it. That's what I would be doing. I'd be looking at like players. I don't even. I'm trying to think of people off the top of my head. Dude, I look at Lewis Dunk, a center back. I'd be like, "Hey, you want to make you want to make some you want to make some cash, bro? Come down." I'm sure he makes pretty good. Yeah, money he probably makes good money at Brighton. But like, you know, I'm gonna be like, you know, hey, yeah, definitely. Sure get your so, point like, though, fringe players. Players like along like very low key is what yeah. I'm trying to say. At least like, inquire. At least the worst inquire. they could do is say, say uh-huh. no. laugh at you and say no. Say I mean, no. Yeah, yeah. I would have taken a bong Lahore. Ambition. I would take. I would have taken on a bong Lahore <laughs> at Chicago Fire back in the day, bro. When he oh was. Oh my in, God! What a blast from the past. Yeah, dude. That's those are the type of players I want us to sign, dude. Oh but, man. But yeah, anyways, we'll get, we'll get to MLS in a yeah. bit. But that's um, a good transfer, though. Twenty-eight years old. He's still yeah, young, bro. Yeah. I don't know what if there was a fee involved or what his wages are going to be. Obviously, he's going to be a designated player. But you yeah. said Montreal, right? Montreal. Montreal with Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry is making moves, bro. Yeah, and that was a team really lacking in talent on paper. So yeah. I'll be interested to see how that pans out. Um, but another team who probably no one thought would be on the slide is Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, man. Lost uh, three of their last four. 
um, have been iffy for the past, uh, we'll say, four weeks. Uh, so to recap, loss in the FA Cup this week to Chelsea with almost their full squad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely got their asses waxed by Watford 3-0 at the weekend. Scraped by a win due to a goalkeeping error against West Ham. Lose to Atletico in first leg of Champions League. Um, and scrape by against uh, Norwich the week before that. Yeah. I don't really know what to make of this, man. It's kind of throwing me off because I, I thought, <clears throat> I mean, we talked about it. Like, Liverpool looked like they were unbeatable. Now they've lost. Did Atletico break them? Did Simeone break Liverpool? The, dude, he got in their heads. I mean, he must have. He must have gotten in their heads, bro. Because ever We were talking about it. Remember ever, how we, they were, like, pissed after yeah, the game? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, after that. The he, Atletico Madrid he, players celebrating the way they did. They're owning real estate in their head right yeah. now for free. They're, they're rent for, living rent free in their heads. Um, but after that 1-0 loss, it just seems like they're, besides the three goals they scored against West Ham, um, they've looked like on the like on the attack. They haven't scored in their last two games. Yeah. With basically, I mean, I don't know if all three of their you know front line were starting in either of those games, but you know, well, yeah, well, yeah. And they have three. I mean, they have three goals in their last four game or in their last four games, which is like, I mean, like I, I mean, that's kind of unheard of for Liverpool right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all three of them came from came from that West Ham game. So, um, they've looked super uninspiring in the attack, even when they are feeling all their three like Mane, uh, Firmino, Salah, uh. They look uh, after that after that um that winter break there whatever you want to call it that break they had that the Premier League had they've looked very a little sluggish a little kind of like turned off um I'm not gonna say unmotivated I'm just gonna say maybe complacent perhaps uh and I mean you I mean you saw it in the Wofford game I I mean they, they Wofford the Wofford deserved to win that game yeah and they it was, were cause, bad like, against Wofford the, defensively. Again, like it was one of the. I mean, it was definitely was. It was the worst per, uh, defensive performance I've seen from Liverpool. Even in a long Van Dyke. Even Van Dyke, super bad. If you saw some of these goals they scored, Lee, um, they were really soft actually. Like yeah, too I easy. The game. Like they, one of them was off a, a throw in. Like they threw it in, yeah. and they like it was like they fell asleep. I don't even really know what's mm-hmm. going on, and I don't know if they're thinking now. Like you know, since they've won all these games and. You know they were unbeatable at before. The, I mean, obviously before the Watford game, they were unbeatable. I don't know if they just got really complacent and they thought they could just show up and win, like you know how they usually do. Because usually they've been they show up and even if they don't play well, they've been scraping a yeah. win somehow or a tie at least. But now it's not really going their way. And then I mean today they lost against Chelsea two zero. And real quick, I wanted to see this. Their lineup wasn't that that bad. I mean, it was Origi, Minamino, Mane up top. Curtis Jones, who's uh, an academy player, Fabinho, starter, Lalana. I mean, he's not a starter, but you know, still a still a first team player. Yeah. Um, Robertson, Van Dyke, Gomez, and then this guy Neko Williams or whatever. Then Adrian. Adrian so, had a had yeah, a really two, bad game. Two academy, two academy kids. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'll tell you this, bro. I if if I if I was Klopp, I I probably would have played my full strength team against Chelsea in the FA Cup only to kind of like bring back morale up and see if they can get a dub because now they're playing Bournemouth next week. And if they don't really have a positive result, not just a win, but like a good, like convincing win. Yeah. I'm worried for like, if I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm a little worried now going, going, um, going into the Champions, going to Champions League. League yeah. Because I'll tell you this, bro. 
Atletico Madrid's going to be really pesky on defense. Liverpool have not been looking too hot on offense. And I do understand. I mean, I, I'm not going to say they're like definitely out, but I mean, it is at Anfield. But if they haven't really had a lot of convincing, uh, they haven't really had any convincing games. And, you know, <laughs> against to give an, up And to give up uh, two plus goals in their last three games. Yeah. You know, all it's going to take is that one away goal for Atletico to really up their chances in this second leg. If, and, I mean, plain and simple, this is just a bad time to be in bad form. It really is, yeah. It really is. And I mean, uh, I've got a, we've got a poll going on Twitter right now. I put it up uh, before this episode. Uh, it'll be going actually for four days, so go and vote. Um, I've got – bring it up here. <clears throat> Liverpool have been knocked out of both cups – if they're eliminated from Champions League next week, the round of 16, um, how will only one trophy reflect their season given the talent in their squad? Um, so far, nearly everyone has, uh, the choices are underwhelming or a success. Nearly everyone has voted underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. Because you got to think, this team, I mean, at this at this pace... Is gonna beat City's record or beat City's uh, point record for most points in a Premier League season. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a very deep squad in nearly every position. Yet, and I hate to make this like a comparison with City, but I mean I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. Yet, if they lose Champions League, which at this rate, like odds are against them, honestly, because there's still 16 teams left. Yeah, but say they don't win Champions League. They'll have one trophy from the best Premier League season or what we thought was going to be the best well, Premier League season in all of history. Yeah, and I, I definitely – I'll tell you this too because, I mean, they were – a lot of people have been talking about one of the best, like, PL teams in history. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. If they, all they do is win the league, I mean, this team doesn't even come close to, like, a – uh, one of the best PL teams. I no, mean, I mean United's won the trouble with Champions League. Yeah, you're thinking of United's like 1998-99 team or something. Like it was like mm-hmm. that with the with all like the Beckhams and the in the school. All they all coming up in the academy, like all those guys. Um, you're thinking of Jose Mourinho's. I think it was to his 2005 team with Didier Drogba. Champions like League. Champions team, League. Yeah. Yeah, um, the Arsenal Invincibles. Invincibles, who won, who actually did win more than just the uh, the league. Yeah, and then you've got um, City's uh, formidables s- from last 17, year. Seventeen, eighteen, that won. Want to include yeah. Community Shield? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I mean, but at the end of, the, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though, bro. At the end of the day, like, yeah, um, Liverpool look really good and they play well. And this is, I'm not taking this away from them. I mean, they're killing everyone in the league right now. I'm just saying, when you're talking about best. Premier League teams in history, you gotta put more than just one trophy in that list. You gotta be winning yeah. like two, mm-hmm. three, and you gotta be doing it not just for one season, but I think for a string of like th- two, three seasons. Yeah, you know. Now, if they do go on and win the Champions League, yeah. which they very well can, yeah, they were can, yeah. um, as much as they very well can't, um, then I think they're in the conversation. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Um, but if they have, I mean, they put a strong enough team to win the FA Cup this yeah. year, uh, at least in this current round that they're yeah. in. EFL Cup, we can take it or leave it. I mean, they field the academy the whole way through, so I'm not even going to really include that in in the conversation. Um, but other teams have played their academies and their weaker teams all the way up until semifinals of both domestic cup competitions. And even though FA Cup has lost its a little bit of its uh, reputation over the years, 
you know, you still got the the city from last year, the United who won the treble. Um, I, did that, did the in, Arsenal Invincibles win domestic cups that I, year? I, I don't I, remember. I feel, I feel like they did. I mean, if they're yeah, I feel like they probably did. And then you know, I I just can't put them in that conversation if they're just gonna go and win the league. And yeah, they crushed everybody in the league. Yeah, yeah. But it's like. You really only competed on one front, especially if you go out in the round of 16. 16. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree, dude. I agree. And they did win the champ. I mean, I'll give them. They, win the cha- they won the Champions League last year, and they got to the finals a year before. It's just that it just would be very underwhelming, man. I'm not going to lie. If they got knocked out against Atletico Madrid, not saying they will. I mean, this is a big if. Like, you, yeah. There's still a whole 90 minutes to be played, obviously. But if they get knocked out in the round of 16, I mean, they got knocked out in the FA Cup with a pretty strong team you know, against a poor Chelsea, who've been really yeah. bad. Um, and all they do is win the league. I mean, obviously, they're going to still celebrate like I would, right? It's been a long time since they won the league. But you'd have to kind of think, if I'm, if you're one of the, some of the players, like even if, if all that other shit happened and they just won the league, I, I think I'd still be a little mad. Like you left something on the like table. Like you left something on the table, right? Like yeah. you can't so... Um, but again, like it's not really to hate on Liverpool or anything. It's just more so when you talk about when you talk about best Premier League teams in history, um, they gotta they definitely gotta you know they gotta be able to compete on all on all fronts. So yeah, uh, they they've been like straight up bad in their past. I mean, you could even put the West Ham game in there. So yeah, three or four games. Yeah, they've, they've been, been bad. Been bad. I mean, especially Watford. Watford was like the worst game yeah. that they've had in. Probably two two years, two oh, and a yeah. half years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I definitely wanted to touch on them. Um, but yeah, go tune into that that poll. Go put your answer in. That'll be running them through whatever four days is. Um, we'd like to get your feedback and on that because mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting point of conversation, uh, to say the least. Agreed. Um, yep, yep. But then if we want to hop through these. Uh, this weekend's past Premier League games. I had to get back to the fixtures here. I'm so far into FOP Mob. Um, huge win for West Ham against Southampton, which we said was like so crucial for them. Mm-hmm. Um, a game they had to get 3 1. Yeah, big, big, big dub. Big dub. Uh, they brought them out of relegation zone. Yeah. Who goes into relegation? Um, so with Watford and West Ham's win, Bournemouth and Austin Villa. Okay. Yeah, I I see I see Aston Villa going down. Honestly. Yeah. So do um, I. I would even give a shout for Brighton. Um. Yeah, they're just hanging on for they're sure. They're barely hanging on, and they're not picking up any yeah. points. Newcastle, well, Newcastle has has still like a hefty. I mean, they're like five points. Ahead, you know, in but the past, you know, as long as I've been watching the Premier League, it always seems like thirty eight, thirty nine points is like that golden, like that golden threshold that you need to cross to really like be safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. This year might be a little bit less, um, but typically like 38 points is what you want to get and Newcastle only got 32 so they're going to need to get two more wins a team who fucking can't score yeah um so i'm not i'm not putting the rule in them out i don't mm. think they're going to go down i think they might just no squeak yeah by but yeah if i had to if i if my if it was my best bet it's anyone from anywhere from brighton down obviously that are fighting the relegate obviously norwich being a for sure yeah <laughs> um, i have a weird feeling about bournemouth that they're going to stay up yeah, I feel like they'll find a way to win. Um, 
yeah, West Ham needs to pick it. I mean, yeah, dude, it's gonna be tight. I'm not gonna lie. I think I'm. I'm I agree with you that I think Austin Villa for sure will, Norwich will. So it's gonna be that 18 spot. Like who's gonna? It's yeah. gonna be a battle between. I think it's gonna be a battle between Brighton, West Ham, Wofford, Bournemouth. I honestly think mm-hmm. it's a, Newcastle. I feel like they're gonna find a way to scrape some way through. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Not but, they deserve it. Those yeah, but. Uh, but Anyways, then speaking yeah. of Brighton, like at home, lo- they lose to Crystal Palace. Yeah, that Fucking was Crystal Palace, the most boring team to watch. I in want the damn them, league. I want them to get relegated so bad. <laughs> and they freaking lose at home to Crystal Palace. This is probably a. I didn't watch this, but it was probably a freaking snooze fest of a game. Um, freaking George. Brighton had twenty three shots. No goals. No goals. And then. <laughs> I mean, they 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 just shoot themselves in the foot. They actually play pretty well. They can they create yeah. chances. Yeah, you know they they've kept clean sheets here and there, but they if they're able to find some like pretty low key good young young players or something like along those lines in like the mid and, and attack, I think because their defense is pretty solid. I think they right? their big thing is they have not been able to grind out results. I feel like there's been a lot of times this year where they've been ahead. And they've conceded and gotten a point when they should have gotten a win, or they've blown chances to come back to get a point or to mm-hmm. win, and they haven't done that. And yeah, yeah, that's really I think a big reason why they're still down there. Yeah. Um, but then another big game on the weekend uh, was Everton United. Got to watch that one. That was a yeah. pretty good game. It was a good game. So I don't know if you had any thoughts on your your boys. Uh yeah. Um. I actually thought, yeah, I thought it was a good game. I knew, kind of a wild finish. Kind of a wild finish. I knew that we we're gonna, I knew that we were gonna play again like some weird like formation. We played like a diamond in the with four midfielders in the middle, which we've n- haven't done all all season. I didn't like Marshall and Greenwood only being like the two strikers because they've been so used. We've been so used to playing with three in the front and switching to two. Like I saw Marshall and Green. I don't know if you noticed this, but they were like kind of like. It seemed like they were a little confused on what, like position wise, on what to do. Um, it seemed like either Marshall would go way too left or Greenwood would go way too right. Yeah, they it seemed a little disconnected. Disconnected, and um, again, like, look, this is my gripe with Solskjaer. I know he's not the man for this job, but like, dude, you gotta stick to a certain formation and stick with it. Do you? You don't see other teams. You don't see the best teams accommodate the formations on who they're playing. They just play the way they play. And what's been working... Is, this is Everton, who plays a straight-up 4-4-2, four, four, two, two, four, four, two. You could have played with three in the middle, dude. You didn't need four in the middle. It was fucking... Who was the two? It was uh, Sigurdsson and... Uh, and who's that other young guy they have? Uh, uh, actually, yeah. They, I don't know who really kind of played the more wide spot, but it was Andre Gomez, Andre and, Gomez uh, and, Tom and Tom Davies. Okay, with Sigurdsson maybe moving in there sometimes, but he played out wide. Um, so anyways, dude, like you don't, <laughs> you don't need four, you don't need four midfielders to handle those two guys. Yeah. Three would have sufficed. You got to go with the four, three, three with, I'm t- I've always, I've been saying this the whole entire season, four in the back, one holding mid, and then two, like kind of like box to box, I guess, if you want to say more attacking in a more attacking role that's been working. That's worked for us in the past. Don't ever deviate from that ever again. Just stick with that. But you know. Obviously, we do this, and anyways, Bruno Fernandez has been a game changer. He's for been a you game guys. changer for us. Um, the goal that Everton scored was fucking foo foo, though. Um, <laughs> Howler from they David. Ha- dude. If you watch that, I rewatched that, and 
I don't even know like how that like he like he like he's like telling what everyone like move forward and he, he literally has like open guys on on the left or right side and he just waits till uh calvert lewin gets close enough and then he decides that, and he kicks it right at him and it fucking goes and then it was just it was one of those things is like bro like come on like what are you doing and that really shot us in the foot in terms of momentum because that happened within the first like five minutes of the game yeah um but anyways bruno fernandez big dick fucking scores a nice ass goal uh from outside the box um First half, I th- I think first half United probably had a little bit a better in terms of uh, chances and maybe like just like overall play. Second half though, they were atrocious until like the last ten minutes where we all where Pickford turned into fucking OG Cas- Casillas, yeah, and saved two. Gallo should have fucking scored that. He should have scored that. He should have put did. that. Pickford got really lucky. I mean, he just kind of stuck at his foot and he saved it. But we should have scored from there. But then uh, we got scored on and VAR ruled it. Um, Ruled it. Uh, what are you? Whatever you call it. Ruled it. Uh, Offside. Offsides. Which, I think we got got our asses saved because there's no way the hell would have saved that regardless right, of cigarettes right. was there. That, not. I'm I'm uh, on that side as well, and I know a lot of um, experts have kind of been fifty fifty on it. You yeah. know, like yes, he's in an offside position and he impedes the play, but at the same time, that's a deflected shot. De Gea is left flat footed. He ain't getting to yeah. it. It goes right into the corner. Sigurdsson does not touch it at all as the ball passes yeah. by him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they get away with that one, I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I had to say about that is, like, I guess, like, I don't know if the rules apply to whether or not they think, like, Keeper is going to save it or not, like, or is it just, like, if he's, like, impeding the line of vision, it's automatically. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's, I guess, in terms of how you interpret the rules. If you're interpreting him straight up, then, tech, yeah, he is offsides, and he, no matter whether he's going to save it or not, like, he is impeding his, like, line of view. Right. Like, it's just like I guess it just really depends, right? I don't know. I mean, yeah, a little bit of a gray area. A little bit of a gray one. area, but I understand. Ancelotti got sent off for that. <laughs> yeah, for, then uh, he got sent said. off. Um, but I, but like in terms of an end, I think it was a fair result because you know United should have scored that one chance before where Pickford pulled that save out of his ass, and maybe Everton should have. Uh, it was a good game. Goal. So it, it was, was a good game. Even both teams um, hit the hit the post, uh, hit the woodwork. What I'm mad about though is Chelsea again dropped points against Bournemouth, and of course we dropped points. Whatever it's yeah. just it's it's always been like honestly that. I'm not gonna say too much on it but Bournemouth should have won that game, um so really sloppy defending for the last goal tying yeah. goal there, um but it, every point is vital for them at this point but they really probably should have gotten three, and mm. oh yeah and then um, uh, they beat Chelsea on the flips flip uh the flip fixture first half of the year yeah yeah so Chelsea had not has not beaten Bournemouth this year so. I know, um and then one big another big one Norwich beat Leicester. Leicester are becoming fake news, man. Dude, they're fake ass they're, news. They're they're really bad right now. Um, I'm pulling up. No Vardy, no party, man. No, is he injured? What's going on? I with don't know. Him? I don't think he played this game. Uh, so Leicester, I'll I'll give you a little some facts here. Since the since the start of the year, Leicester have only won, and this is including like FA Cup games and all that other extra shit in in Premier League. So one, two. Actually, they won a decent amount. So they won, eh, like, I think they was, they've only won four games. This is including FA Cup, though. If you want to just count league, though, they've only won one, two, two. They've only won two league games since Jesus. the start of the year. Well, yeah, they only had, like, uh, maybe three losses going into the break yeah. there. And I think they've got had five since then. Yeah. I might, my numbers might be a little off. But, yeah, seven points now between them and City. City have a game in hand. 
If I it, mean, they were close for a while there. Yeah. If it, and they have really their their lack of depth has really killed fun. them. I mean, if it, if it weren't for how bad everyone else was, they'd be out of the top four. Any other any other yeah. time, any other uh, any other year, they'd be. And, out of and the top whenever four. if Jamie Vardy goes into a slump, which he's kind of in right now, yeah. I mean, shit, goals dry up, and this team loses its form. James Madison has been out of form. Uh, they're not keeping as their the clean sheets that they used to be keeping. Uh, shit, yeah. shit has changed yeah. at Leicester. And, and right now, the way it's looking, if they don't really make some good moves in the summer, I think they're, if, especially because they're going to be in the Champions League, um, I'm more than certain they will. Um, they're fucked, I think, if they don't really get a good amount of players coming I don't know in. if they'll be fucked, but they'll kind of see that little bit of a, a, dr- I, a I drop just, like I they just, did after they won the league. I was just going to say, like, I'm not going to say fucked and t- like getting relegated, but... Get humbled a bit. I mean, fucked in terms of it, like, because I'm sure they want to keep the same success every year that they have, but I just don't think they'll ever be able to replicate it. To be, on- if I'm going to be honest with you, yeah, I, th- no, I think they'll I be at a top so, four yeah. next year, just because how bad they've like been. Two league games, dude, since since the start of the year. That's really bad. Yeah. That's relegation form. That's like on, like close to relegation form. Um, yeah, but and then anyways. the last result, Newcastle Burnley zero zero. Nothing to say about that one. Burnley, fun fact, they actually lead the league in clean sheets now. Nick Pope has the most clean sheets in the Premier League. That's absurd. Who would have thunk it? Uh, but we'll move on from Premier League then. FA Cup. Um, the rounds are set. Um, I know United play tomorrow against Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, but FA Cup rounds are set. Newcastle play City. Um, Sheffield and Arsenal. Sheffield, man, probably the one of the lowest budgets in the league. They're still they're still competing, man. Still competing for FA Cup. Still fighting for top four. That's fucking crazy. I can I can see Sheffield kind of pulling it to the final somehow for how gritty they are in defense. Yeah, and then uh, Leicester Chelsea will be a great matchup. So one of those big boys will fall. Um, this man. is looking like. Uh, Looking like City's tournament once more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, honestly, yeah, I think it's it's City's the grab for, because they're definitely the strongest team, in terms of uh, player for player. I do think though, if Sheffield make it somehow, if it's a Sheffield Man City final, I actually kind of would like to see that though. To be honest with you, I think yeah. that'd be a good, that'd be yeah. a good final. But yeah, it's definitely yeah, City definitely have the players to win this for sure. So I mean, yeah, they could definitely go make a run. Um, Man U, I mean. I don't really know. We'll see. I'll see what kind of players they pull out. Um, I mean, whoever wins that game will play Norwich, so that should be fucking easy money. So, uh, but yeah. Anyways, you think. yeah, you think? Yeah, I mean, fucking Norwich is fucking ass cheeks. Uh, but then we will transition to football is back here in the states. Uh, MLS is back. Soccer, soccer is back. Major League Soccer is back. Um, couple big stories as Nashville and Inter Miami. Premier or MLS debuts. Shit, I'm stuck on Premier League now. Uh, Premier, fuck. <laughs> Major League Soccer debuts uh, for David Beckham's Miami and Nashville Soccer Club. Nashville record-setting fifty-nine thousand at Nissan Stadium, biggest soccer crowd in the state of Tennessee. Bro, have you t- told me that a soccer game in Nashville would have brought in fifty-nine thousand a few years ago? I would have laughed at you. Bro, that makes me so salty. Hey, the Fire have thirty thousand tickets sold for their opener, so that's good. we're getting. We are getting that. It's actually a lot. That's like it's like seven thousand people more than from last more year. Than so they last <laughs> more than that. So. But um, great for them. They ended up losing, but 
Um, I really am looking forward to seeing how that franchise fares. Mm-hmm. If they can consistently keep those attendance rates up, um, that would be extremely impressive for the state of Tennessee and for that city. Um, Joseph Martinez tears his ACL in this one. Huge blow for Atlanta, who that dude means so much to them. I think he's got, like, since the the franchise has begun, um, he has scored 30% of their goals or more I, in yeah. their existence. Uh, think about that for a second. 30, more than 30%, a third of their goals have come from him. Yeah, and now he's out. That's absurd. And I don't know if there's any whispers of getting him replaced, but that takes them out of MLS Cup contention for me. Oh yeah, I mean, do I mean look at look at his stats for last year? He had 27 goals. In 2018, he had 31. In 2017, he had 19. So he's he scored. When you think about that, we'll say so. You're if he's he's out the pretty much the whole season. That's 27 goals. You're miss where you yeah. where you gonna get those from? It's a huge blow for Atlanta. It's a huge blow for the MLS because I, like I look, he was one of those. If I were to think of like players coming into the MLS that I don't want anything to happen to them in terms of just like having like fun to watch in yeah. terms of the league, it would be Carlos Vela. I'd probably put Chicharito up there just because it's a new signing. Um, even it would be Joseph Martinez. I don't know. Those are the three I can think yeah. of on the top of my head right now. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe Pizarro also because he's new for for Inter Miami. But like. Those are the kind of players that, like, I'm thinking off the top of my head, I don't want getting injured at all just because they make the league fun. And I can't even imagine being an Atlanta fan, what that means now. That's pretty much, like, your season is kind of over after the first game. Your season ceiling right now is, like, first-round playoffs right now. Yeah, yeah. Now without him. And I don't know if, even if they say they move to a false nine, I don't know if they can really contend with a false nine and they'd have to bring someone in someone of quality right now their only other striker played in the usl last year Mm -hmm. um and even though he scored quite a bit of goals he cannot make that jump totally different player and yeah i mean they just take that just takes them out of mls cup contention for me i still think they can uh squeak into a playoff spot um but a huge blow uh for them how long is he out for what's the I mean, he's out for the, he's out for the uh, ACL seven, at least, at seven, least eight seven, eight months. Eight months. Yeah. Leroy Sané is just coming back now for City, and he's been out, I think, seven months. And, like, he's not ready to play yet, but he's no, in training. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I th- yeah, he's out for the season pretty much, unless they make, like, a playoff And if I'm Atlanta, like, yeah. and other people may have their own opinions on this, if I'm Atlanta and you plan on keeping him there long term, and he, he loves it there. He genuinely loves playing there. Um, so I don't think he wants to leave, but if I'm Atlanta and I have long-term plans to keep him, I'm not, I'm not risking him, um, coming back early just to put himself out again. No, yeah, that's fair. Um, So if I'm them, I'm sitting him out the entire season. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be a huge blow nonetheless. Um, and then Inter-Miami, probably with the hardest, (laughs) hardest debut game ever, uh, have to go to LAFC, best <laughs> team in MLS history in terms of regular season points. Um, they give them a game, one nothing. Carlos Vela scores 
my golden goal for the weekend. I don't know if you got to see gar- his his goal. Yeah, I saw his goal. Um, yeah. Absolutely makes everyone look silly, including yeah. a veteran MLS goalkeeper who's the captain of Inter Miami. Yeah. Luis Robles has been in the league forever. Um, on his birthday too, Carlos Vela. Happy birthday, Carlos. Carlitos. Carlitos, way. <laughs> Scores absolutely filthy goal. Um, but I'm it's, really looking forward to this franchise as well, which is completely yeah. different than Nashville. Yeah. Um, in terms of demographics and types of fans and ownership and yeah. literally in every way. Yeah. I uh, I just really want them to make those big signings that they were promising. Their kits suck. Their we kits. actually got to see them in yeah. person now that they're on TV. Their kits are absolutely Bruh. like 10 times Bruh. worse on TV. Hey, they... they Hey man, they they they. I'm not gonna lie. Like I never really set expectations high for a lot of things, but like they were setting my expectations yeah. really high with one the players that they were supposed. We Suarez wants to come. Messi, Ronaldo, saw yeah. Griezmann. Like you know how all those players are yeah. talking about that. And then you're talking about like the stadium plans, which still haven't been solidified on what they're gonna do with that. So then I was at least expecting the jersey to be sick. So they've been. They've been promising me a lot of things, Lee, and it hasn't been it hasn't been delivered. Very disappointing. So these so these dudes better better figure their shit out, man. And they better deliver what they promised. And this is what was most mind boggling. They didn't even have a jersey sponsor. You're telling me David Beckham, the most arguably like the most well known athlete in the on the globe. The sexiest. He's pretty much he was known for more, I think, being a model than yeah. a player, a soccer player. <laughs> but one of the best looking men yeah, on the planet right. can't go out and get a fucking jersey sponsor for his team. Dude. Oh I'm, my gosh. I'm telling, I'm it drives tell, me nuts. I'm telling you, bro, it, either they're not trying hard enough and this is just like whatever. I don't know what's going on, but I'm yeah. not like I'm not liking it right now. I'm no. not there's there's been a lot of and stuff. And they're fucking I mean their their jerseys not even though they don't have a jersey sponsor, they're fucking plain white tees, and white combined with I don't even know I saw their shorts. Their shorts look like they were white shorts thrown in the dryer with a red sock, and they're like blush pink, matched with a plain white shirt. It looks stupid. It looks like you made it for a Sunday. David, team. what are you doing, David? You're better than this, David. You are better than this, bro. And like, I'm just more mad because. They were blue balling us. They're blue balling us right now, man. Yeah, they were. They were I'm like, sure your team's gonna be just fine. Yeah, this I'm year. sure they're gonna be fine. It's just like, it's just more of like what you guys said before. What for this the brand, was be for, for the, the brand. brand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I, of course, I don't expect you guys to bring in Ronaldo or anyone like big names like that, like first year or anything. Like that. It was just like, they just really promised a lot, and at the very least, like at least cool jerseys would have been fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. like. Exactly. I don't know. So, uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure it'll be okay, and uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully the whole entire stadium plans work out and stuff like that. But right now, you're on my shit list, Inter. You're on my yeah. shit list right now because you guys didn't, you haven't promised. You guys haven't delivered a damn thing. So, but in terms of LAFC, though, Carlos Vela, man, dude, it's too easy for him. This league's too easy for him. He's absolutely he, just balling. He, he looks like the he reminds me of like recess when you like go and like that one kid that plays like club yeah. soccer and then everyone else that like that plays playing with you is like yeah. plays like park district. That's a great analogy. And actually. he's just and you're just like over there just scoring like ten goals a game and you're all all your friends like go be on my team like you're fucking yeah. sick. This is him, dude. He's just literally he's he's chilling. He's just he's having a great time and fucking scoring bangers, dude. Um, and he's making it look easy, and he's still young. I mean, he's 29, 30, or 30 now, right? I think yeah. he's 30. I think he just turned 30. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's still young, and, I mean, fuck, bro. He's having a fucking grand time. I'm kind of jealous. On the flip side, your boy Cheech. 
Yeah, he had a rough one for a sure. Rough one on his debut. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it, I, I, before we get into him, um, they play on the road in Houston. Houston is a team for the last two, three years. Um, even though they have a downtown stadium and a, a big stadium with a big Hispanic population, they have consistently for the past few years not been able to get people in the stadium. Chicharito comes to town. Um, you get a mix of Mexico neutral fans and Houston Dynamo fans, and they fill the place. So before we get into like how he's going to fare this season, he's going to do he's going to have that effect. Oh um, yeah, I mean he's I'm going to sure help put p- fans in the seats. When he's going to be great. when he comes here to the fire, bro. I'm telling you, bro. The thirty thousand ticket souls. You know, go. I'm, t- I'm, yeah, I'm telling you, be, it'll, be it'll go. It'll go forty five. It'll go. Yeah, forty five fifty easily. Yeah. Easily, I'll mm-hmm. tell you that right now. And you bet your sweet ass, I'm gonna be one of those forty-five fifty. <laughs> so, wearing and he'll wear, probably score against the fire. Wearing wearing my fire cheat shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that effect he's gonna have on the league. Yeah, no. he's, he was. Yeah. He's a good market, marketable I, player. I didn't watch this game, but I heard he was pretty much non-existent. Yeah, uh, and there yeah. was a little bit of he. He had the ca- captain's armband, I think, too. Yeah, but um, I heard there was a little bit of him bitching and moaning about not getting enough service. Where you know that's re. That's where he makes his his craft, his trade, yeah. is all poaching and getting yeah. the right service. Yeah. And, you know, he's not like a, an Ebra last year who can create yeah. something. Or Vela, like too, where he's just like or a dribbler. Or Vela, who can dribbler. just dance around people. Yeah. He, he he's a, that he's, type of player. He's your, he's your classic poacher type player, which is fine. Like, that's just his yeah, game, though. That's, that's his, his game. game. Um, so that's why when they signed him, you know, the Galaxy, what they should have done is probably, I mean, they should have known that, right, that he's like a yeah. poacher. Probably should have gotten people some more creative like midfielders. Yeah, you know maybe just to go along with that. Um, but I, at the end of the day, I think Chicha's gonna have to up his game. I mean that's as simple yeah. as that, right? I mean, I mean he's, I know he's like a poacher and like again like I'm not even shitting on MLS, but like you know he could probably do a little bit more than what he did in Europe in terms of like being mm-hmm. able to take on guys yeah. and stuff. Like he he should be, he's a soccer player, right? That yeah. played against that played at like Real Madrid, Leverkusen against some of the best like um, Bundesliga teams. He played at Man U. Played at Real Madrid, like I said before. He, he's he's been around. He's played against good good teams, so he should be able to do a little bit more instead of just like what he usually been doing in Europe, just poaching. He should be able to do more in this league. Yeah, I think. and he's gonna have to. And he's, he, gonna, have he's to. gonna have to. Um, I still think he'll be able to. I don't think he'll be able to compete with Vela just because Vela's got this this league in his pocket. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, but he should he should. Uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't hit 15 goals. To be honest with you, I'd be surprised if he doesn't hit fifteen. Yeah, goals. I, I don't. I personally don't think he's going to hit twenty. Um, I think fifteen would probably be where I'd put it. Yeah. I'm actually going to, if I were to guess an exact number, I'm going to say fourteen goals. Yeah, for, yeah, and, and to be honest, like, I hope he scores. More I, ho- for I hope the he sake scores more. League. I hope he scores more for the sake of the league because I'd be disappointed if he if he gets fourteen. I'd be disappointed. In that, yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, there's a lot of an issue, you know. He, if I'm him, you're gunning for twenty, right? At least. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, it's it's. And I'll I'll give him some time just because you know he's he's kind of been. I'm not gonna say retirement mode, but he's kind of just been like coasting the past two years. Yeah. Um. Because he recently just had his kid. He got married. He's. I feel like his priorities have shifted from like soccer to just more kind of like enjoying his life, which is fine. I'm not gonna blame him for it. I think. You know, I I think it was a mistake that he left Leverkusen in 2017 when he was having like probably one of his better seasons in his career in Europe. He left Leverkusen to go to West Ham, which I always thought was a questionable yeah. decision. Then from West Ham to Sevilla, like I just think after he left Leverkusen, he kind of fucked up his career just because you know he should have just you know he made the it, wrong turn. If it, ain't, if it ain't broke, 
don't fix it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So um, so I think it's going to take a little bit of time for him just to get back into that competitive mode. I just think he hasn't been um, on his uh, on his best, mm-hmm. comp- you know, in, in his head and being able to compete and all that stuff. So I'll give him some time. But, I mean, I definitely expect him to score at least 15 goals or I'll be, I'll be disappointed for yeah. sure. And we're not going to touch on every game. Uh, yeah. We want to touch on those in particular. Uh, last one we'll touch on quick is our beloved Chicago Fire. They start the year. With a um, loss as we expected with an L, <laughs> but <laughs> they play better. Big, but here, um, they have an incomplete seat, the uh, incomplete side. Um, they're th- oh, three or four of their players that they signed in the off season weren't even available for this game yet. Um, but they, I think they showed, um, everyone, the country who probably doesn't give them a sniff at playoffs this year, show that they're, they're going to be a diff- more difficult team to break down than maybe they originally thought. No, I agree. Because they go head-to-head with the champs, defending champs, Seattle, who has made the playoffs every season that they've been in existence. Um, they take the lead, and Jordan Morris comes on and absolutely takes over the game. But they take the lead, and they lose on a, a last-minute set piece where fuck zonal marking. Zonal marking on set pieces should be banned from every single <laughs> yeah. coaching it uh, is coaching coach's repertoire. It's it's so it's so shit, dude. I don't under, I never understand it. Like I I think zonal marking is the laziest thing. You it can is. Do. It's the laziest thing you can do. And you do. look so much dumber when you get scored yeah, when you zonal mark because like, everyone just kind of standing <laughs> around with their dick in their hand. Everyone looks at each other. It's like what I thought. I thought you had him. Like, everyone's yeah. kind of looking at each other. It's like, bro, well, that's what happens. You just There's don't know less mark. accountability. So yeah, just that's... fucking everyone take a guy yeah. and mark up. Mark so up. that's how they lose on this fucking set piece in the 90th uh, minute, which I saw it coming. That's just a fire I know and love. Um, but they, I, I am looking forward to this year. They, I mean, dude, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference, and I'm looking at the competition. New York Red Bulls, I still think, they, I mean, they won – and uh, I don't think the Red Bulls I, are gonna be this I, good. I, no, that, that good and like, year. and uh, I mean, and I'm not. I mean, r- shout out to like our old uh, some kid that played club soccer. That's Patrick Seegers for playing. Yeah, um, shout out to Patrick Seegers for for getting a start. But I still think New York Red Bulls. As much as I hate to say it, like I just think they're not gonna be. I, they won their first game, but I still think they're gonna be kind of cheeks. I think to be honest with you, um, they're not terrible, but I just I I don't think they're gonna be. I don't think they're gonna be that good. They're in first place right now, um, but Chicago should definitely be. Fighting competitively, they should they should be spot. in the hunt. They should be in the year. hunt. They should be competitively fighting because I don't know how good Cincinnati is. Um, Cincinnati is a little bit better than they were last um, year, I think. Orla- Orlando, I mean, they've always been struggling, bro. So Orlando's been struggling a lot, mm-hmm. so they're always on there. Um, Toronto's good. Montreal, we'll see with we'll see with Wyama. Um, and Atlanta now without Yosef Martinez, so you know it, I, it's. I definitely think they kind of have yeah. a shot, dude. In the East, the East was wide open last year. It was kind of like the Premier League's, you know, fourth through third through seventh this year. You know, yeah, like everyone was dropping points. No one was taking advantage of the team, other teams in their in their you know immediate yeah, surrounding yeah. teams dropping points. No one was taking advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, no one was getting that finding really consistent form. Um, so I think the fire could be in the hunt this year. I no, really can. Yeah. Um, what their ceiling is is remain to be seen. New coach, new everything. New Basically logo. a whole whole new fucking uh, identity. Team. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll see. Yeah. But it uh, should be a good year this year in MLS. Uh, a lot of good storylines. Um, the unfortunate one being Joseph Martinez. Um, but 
a uh, lot of good storylines, and I look I look forward to it. I'm I'm glad MLS is back, and I love this little window. We only get it for a couple months, where MLS, Premier League, all the teams in Europe are all on at the same time. Mm, yeah. Even though yeah. Premier League is coming towards you know the end of their season, and Liverpool's yeah, yeah. already won the league. Because there's always something stuff. on. There's always, there's always something on TV. Yeah, I never get bored. Yeah, I don't have to I don't have to go out. Yeah, I have an excuse to stay in every day. <laughs> there you go. Um, so that'll do it for MLS. Um, um, you got any uh, extra touches uh, in the past week or so? I gotta look through my. Uh, I was gonna. Well, I was gonna go through like the other leagues real quick, but we'll I'll touch up. On, well, we'll touch up on this. I was gonna talk Serie A real quick. Uh, Serie A. Um, I guess the the cl- all the clubs have um, have uh, have had a meeting or whatever, and they confirmed that for the next month, I think up until April third, all games are gonna be played. Uh, behind closed doors so no fans because of the coronavirus which has hit italy really hard to be honest with you i think it's uh i forgot i don't know what the count is but over the last two weeks it's a lot of people have gotten infected rapidly like really quick Mm -hmm. um so seria as of uh right now and until april 3rd all games are going to be played behind closed doors so what does that mean to me what does that mean for seria and what does that mean for anyone watching this and fans well one uh, obviously, the first thing is coronavirus is fucking spreading like wildfire, so that's kind of that's kind of fucked, right? I mean, people are getting sick left and right, so you don't want to get sick. So I understand that. I'm not mad about that decision. Um, I guess in terms of more of a competitive in soccer aspect, though, you're taking away. It's a really close Serie A race right now. With uh, let me look at the table Lazio real quick. Lazio Juve. Yeah, la- let me look at this table. How close it is. Um, so yeah, Lazio's in first with 62. Juve in second with 60, um, with a game behind and Inter. Um, with 54, but with two games behind. Um, so, you know, you, it's a really close race but for the first time in a long time this area yeah. between and three, not just two, three teams. So you take away kind of the atmosphere of fans. It kind of like it's kind of bogus as a player, right? Because this is like really important. Yeah. You want the fans to be yeah. behind your back in this, and like at the end of the season right now, and it's a very important last, um, you know, handful of games. And with no fans, it kind of just makes it not meaningless. It's just kind of like the intensity, I guess, dies a little bit. Again, I understand why they're doing it. I mean, this shit's like this coronavirus thing is spreading easily yeah. and fast, so I understand it. But in terms of a competitive aspect, it does kind of damage it a little bit. Yeah, that's it's really a, couldn't have come at a worse time uh, for the league, especially since the league hasn't been competitive in a, in a while. Yeah, but I hope the race stays tight until the end all the way till the end and that hopefully if they come out of this month and they're good to let fans co-watch the games that they can at least enjoy the final yeah stretch yeah. or whatever it is but you know it's scary to think because euros are going to be coming up this summer well, well that's what i was thinking like are also. they going to have this thing under control by then like or is it there's no way it? of saying right now or is it going to like or more countries in europe going to be even more yeah or they're going to be even more hesitant because now you have I mean, because you know how Europe is. Besides, well, besides England, not because of Brexit, fucking England. <laughs> uh, but everywhere else in Europe, though, it's like easy to just travel across, right? Because they have that uh, passport that connects yeah. them all. The, the um, I forgot. Right. I, can't, I can't remember the fucking their the, European the, Union, the European or Union or whatever. Uh, but so it's easy for people to travel around, and now, like you know, if you're thinking it in terms of not just soccer aspect, but just more like health wise. You know, you're going to want people from different countries coming into your country and potentially spreading this virus yeah. around. So, 
you know, if it's not handled by the Euros, then I could definitely see something happening. Or could they cancel it? I don't even know, Lee. Maybe, right? If it gets worse, it could. They I, I, I wouldn't rule it out, honestly. I mean, so I don't want to think. I don't want to think that, but yeah, we're gonna have to see. Wait and see. I don't. I don't, I don't really know. I, I wouldn't rule it out, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough blow to the league, especially with where it's at with the title race for sure. Um, but then I believe in and. If you want to touch Bundesliga really quick, I believe Leipzig dropped points this week, and Bayern I think shit on someone this week, so that race yeah. is uh, dying in front of our eyes. Yeah, Leipzig tied one one, Bayern Munich shit on Hoffenheim six zero, which this is also part of my extra touch. But since we're talking about this, uh, the last ten minutes of this Hoffenheim Bayern game, apparently Bayern Munich fans were like insulting or I don't know what it was like they had like a banner that was insulting the owner of Hoffenheim or something like that yeah I don't know the details or what it said but they uh the ref stopped the game and the player both the both the teams went in the tunnel and they came back out and for the last 10 minutes they didn't play they just they can't play kicky up kicky ups for like the last 10 minutes and I mean that's what you do when there's like racism going on I just didn't understand like again I don't know what the banner said if they said something racist or not but and from what I know, and from uh, from what I'm assuming is, it was just they were just talking shit to him because like a lot of if you guys don't know, the Bundesliga has like the rule we talked about it, the fifty plus one rule where it's mm-hmm. like, mo the fans own most of the, most of the um shares for like a club so that the owners can like take over completely like a certain club. But this Hoffenheim owner I think like is one of those exceptions or something like that. Don't quote me. on it. I don't it. know anything about it. But, anyways, like a lot of German fans and people of the Bundesliga don't like teams that do that or owners mm-hmm. that do that so they were talking shit about them and i guess they they pulled like the racism protocol where yeah. they're just like oh yeah i mean, I mean the if game. they're gonna do that for that then they gotta do it for well this is okay yeah that's what, I'm, that's what i'm saying yeah so if you're gonna do that for that dude like then i don't i don't understand this Lee. like we're doing we're doing this you'll shit make when there's more of a headline you're making more of a yeah it's just this is what gets me mad like you do it for this petty shit again like i don't i don't think it was racist stuff they were calling the owner but you do this stuff for this petty shit, but then when it's like actual like serious stuff, mm-hmm. you guys don't do shit. So like yeah. you know this this they gotta fix this. But anyways, yeah, Bundesliga I feel like is gonna it's pretty much it's pretty much uh, accounted for if Bayern don't fuck up. And that makes me sad. Um, I really thought we had something. Yeah, I thought <laughs> really so thought I, we had something. Bundesliga. I know, I know, Serie A is like my bread and butter right now. I guess dude, in terms <laughs> of uh, interesting, interesting. Who would have thought we'd be saying that? I know. Um... In La Liga, real quick, I think it was a Clasico this weekend. Yes, Madrid won. <laughs> Vinicius, I yeah. believe. Was we don't really talk. We don't really talk about the Clasicos anymore since no. Ronaldo left. Right? <laughs> it's yeah. been, been pretty boring. Uh, yeah, but, I mean Real Madrid comfortably beat Barca two zero, um, which doesn't say much because both these teams have been air ass right now. I mean, to be honest with you, both the Real Madrid and Barca are been, are pretty stinky. Um, but I think that pretty much solidifies Real Madrid's. They're in. I, they should be in the driver's seats if they don't fuck up any other games. But that's like a big if, and I can see them fucking up more games. But right now, Real Madrid have a lead in the league, and they, you know, they should win it. To be honest with you, if they, you know, they don't really have they don't have any other hiccups along the line. But El Clasico, very underwhelming now since Ronaldo left. To be it's honest, definitely with lost you. its luster. Um, it's still a big game, but. I don't get up and I don't get up with a raging boner anymore like I used to <laughs> when uh 
when El Clasico was on. Like, I'd wake up when it was El Clasico days. I'd wake up and I'd be like, yes, let's fucking get after it. But now it's just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I'd rather, yeah, I watch, I'd rather watch Lewis Dunk play Crystal Palace. Like, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. So. Oh, man. How times have changed. <laughs> uh, I've got one extra touch here. Uh, this comes from Chattanooga FC. <laughs> nice. In Tennessee. Tennessee. In the United States. Uh, they play in Northern, North Independent Soccer League in the United States. Mm. Uh, newly formed league. Uh, their kit this year, this is a team who's solely owned by the fans. So, very, like, hundreds of fans or a bunch of fans all own the team. Now, their jersey for their kit reveal, um, we'll put this on Twitter so you can see, um, is the names of every single part owner of the team. Um, so, it's in very fine print, um, but they it's made to where it looks like, like a, a pattern, you know, mm-hmm. on the shirt. Uh, but it's got every owner, part owner's name uh, listed on the shirt. Mm-hmm. So this will be their first what's considered professional season this year uh-huh. in this North uh, Independent Soccer League, NISA it's called. Um, brand new league. I guess it's considered third tier um, the United States. But definitely, wor- definitely an interesting thing I saw this week. Um, but other than that, not too much. Not too much. Tim Howard is going to play for Memphis 901 FC yeah, in the USL, that. a team in which he co-owns. Uh, and it's, technically he's coming out of retirement to do that. Uh, he's from Memphis, so I guess that's kind of cool as well. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot either. This is like a combination of a, my, a golden goal and a tidbit for me. I don't know if you saw Mbappe's goal in the in the, uh, in the the Farmers League Cup. <laughs> I don't know if you saw his goal. I or did not. not. It was against, um, I think it was Leon. He pretty much dribbled from halfway and took on like Leon's like whole entire team from halfway, and then he ended up scoring. It was like a solo goal. He dribbled from half halfway all Why the way. Why am to I goal. not surprised? Um, I will we'll post it up on um, on uh, on the Twitter sphere. But um, it was like it was just funny. Like I'm, it's too easy for him. This league, dude. He needs to go to a, he needs to go to a harder league <laughs> for sure. I agree. Uh, but it was a fucking beast goal. I mean, he just took everyone on. And it was against Lyon, who's not a bad team. So, um, yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, another tidbit, I for, I'm trying to remember this team. I'll, I'll look it up real quick. It was against the – it was in the German uh, League Cup. It oh, was, fuck, uh, yeah. I put it that was, on Twitter. Yeah, it was um, Fortuna Dusseldorf versus um, – Saarbrücken. Yeah, Saarbrücken or whatever. And the, their keeper made like five penalty saves that uh, – He saved one in, in – um, he saved one in regular time, and then he saved four, four. in the shootout. And he sent them – and he, they advanced, right? Yeah. There you go. So that's that's fucking awesome. That, that was beast to look They're at They're going to be in the freaking semifinals. Yeah, that's unreal, dude. Is Fortuna Dusseldorf? I don't even. Are they good? I don't even really know. Uh, they're kind of near relegation, relegation zone. but still, yeah. Fourth tier against Bundesliga. Oh, it was fourth tier. It was fourth f- tier. All right, yeah. well, there you go. So that's awesome. You like to see that, bro. Um, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, Aguero overtakes Rooney on most goals for one Manchester club. Interesting. Hell yeah, baby. Um, two hundred fifty-four, which was one ahead of Wayne Rooney's two hundred fifty-three. Um. So he ain't stopping there. He isn't stopping there. Dennis Law has the most goals for Manchester clubs, two hundred seventy-four, I think. Yeah, I think he played for United. Oh, he played for United and City. That guy. Okay. So, anyways, Aguero's not too far. 
needs to score 21 more goals, which he could easily do, I yeah. think, if he's, if he doesn't go anywhere. So congrats to Aguero. Um, he's beasting. He he outlasted Rooney in terms of competitiveness. Rooney was like on the decline at 29, and Aguero's <laughs> like 33 or something like that, and he's beasting. Rooney so. didn't really take care of himself. No, yeah, Rooney was your classic, like, I love that man to death. He's a beast, but he was your classic, like, Sunday league pub guy. He Like, he'd go play a game and then hit the pub after. He looks like he belonged at the pub at age, like, 20. Imagine if he, like, actually stayed fit. He'd still be able to play right now if yeah. he, like, he was still fit. Instead, but he's then. wallowing at Derby County. He's got that like uh, lumberjack beard too. Yeah, he does. Starting to look like he did in the actual commercial they put him in <laughs> that Nike commercial. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I'm kind of scrolling real quick. Uh, let's see if I find anything interesting. I don't think I, I didn't really hear anything else. I'm trying to see if I. Yeah, Pe- I just had the one. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Apparently, Mbappe is thinking about going to the Olympics, but PSG don't want him to go. I don't know where. What do you think about that? I don't really give a shit about the Olympics, to be honest. Yeah, like I guess, I guess, yeah, I could, I could see why PSG wouldn't want him to. I don't know. I feel like the Olympics is more for like players who aren't like, I mean, who are pros but like aren't well known. Like that. Like a P- I'll tell you this. Like Mbappe is an established pro already. Yeah. I, I feel like the Olympics should be for P- for kids and players who are still like on the fringe of becoming like something. I guess more professional, right? Because the Olympics is more for like amateurs, right? Anyways, isn't it? Like you don't really see like. Prof- I don't. I really don't know. I know it's like guys that are under twenty three. Yeah, I don't um, know. And you can bring like three, like if you if if your teams if your country's in a bit of a down period in terms of like you don't have a, haven't had a major competition. Why not? Why not field the best team you possibly can? Yeah, but, but a team France, like France, France yeah. they have who so many young. Nah, yeah, have yeah, yeah going you're, on. you're right. You know what? I would just say like give it to all their players. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't need that. So, and he's wait, isn't the Euros too though? The Euros. Yeah, yeah I, so. I I don't know what the Olympics look like this year. Okay, so anyways, yeah, that was pretty much it though. Um, I think that'll do it. I think that'll do it. Yeah, there's not there hasn't there honestly there hasn't been like big news. I guess the biggest one the Serie A news with yeah. the corona, coronavirus, yeah. but. Um, yeah. yeah, other than that, though, that's it. Well, yeah. thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, haven't plugged us in a while, but go follow us on the Twittersphere um, at golden underscore goal P-O-D. Uh, and we will see you next time. Peace out, guys. See you later. <laughs>